5: Oh, yeah. Level three has begun. This is Rage. I am Marancy. Jeff Feinberg will step up, and then we got a full house here uh, this evening. Uh, the Wicked Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow night, we got the Ridge Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, uh, Babano, Steve Merrill will return uh, to the fold. We could be breaking down. We'll be breaking down more NFL teams. Uh, team by team so we'll have a full house for the remainder of the week it's week zero college football and you know listen it's sort of a challenge you know what it reminds me of actually it's very similar to um it's similar to the hall of fame game (laughs) week zero it's like all this talk of college football being back we gotta bet it we gotta bet it but it's like man we're betting a lot of games that are like kind of crap games let's be real like uconn at utah State, it's not exactly a game to be like oh yeah that's awesome you know what i mean it's like oh, all right you know we're, we're, we're gonna find some spots basically it's you know i think a good analogy it's a lot like the bowls it's a lot like the bad early bowl games that's what these are these are like this is like the potato bowl and stuff like that it's the potato salad bowl um you know what I mean? You just hope not to lose. That's one of those deals. Look, like that's going to be I like I'm not, I say this I say this now, but you know I'm going to end up putting bigger units on these games on Saturday, but I'm just sort of going to put the same amount on every game. I'm going to play probably every game and hope for the best. There's not that many games, right? So, I don't know whether it's 6, 7 games whatever it is on Saturday. We're just going to sort of we're going to play every game, we'll chip away, we won't go crazy. And we'll say, hey, hey, we we had a profitable week, but without being stated, you know that's what in-game uh, betting is for. You know, when we see an opportunity to step up and in, we'll pounce. So we're talking about the best regular season record in the National Football League, and I do believe the Buffalo Bills are motivated to have the best record. Their schedule is difficult, but hey, whose schedule isn't difficult this year? Um, so the Buffalo Bills are plus four fifty. And it's, to me, it's better to take the Bills at plus 450 to have the best record um, in a regular season than it is at 6-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. So the Bills are plus 450. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 5-1. to one. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be like this dominant team. In fact, I think the New Orleans Saints are going to win that division, and I just bet it. And we'll share our bets with you a little bit later on. The Green Bay Packers are the third choice. The Packers are not. The Packers, like every year, they're 13-3. and three. They, you know, they lost Devontae Adams. They lost one of the best players in the National Football League. It's going to hurt them. And Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger. They're a good football team, but I also think that the Minnesota Vikings are going to give them all that they can handle in their division as well. So I don't think the Packers are the best team in the NFL in a regular season. This is just regular season. We're not talking Super Bowl. You can't discount Kansas City, but the division's a lot tougher than it usually is. I'm not buying the Rams. The Cowboys, they're not even the best team in their division. The Late Night Anger Man for Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Marazzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of bust them, and everybody else in between. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates joining us on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm I here, 1090 ESPN Radio. Massive Charger fan, Jeff Feinberg will step up and in him. uh Odds checker, Mayo Media, uh, Feinberg. Uh, Jeff Feinberg, he used to be with us, actually, uh, on a, a couple of places. Feinberg uh, got a start uh, with us on uh, on HSR channel 19, what was it 186 and then channel 98 whatever <laughs> whatever man all it's about is 159 right now baby all right so yeah we're gonna to talk some charger football NFL uh, football we're just going over which team will have the best regular season record? Regular season record. Not which team is going to win the Super Bowl. And I think the Buffalo Bills are a nice play at plus 450 in this spot. I don't believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best regular season record team. And, in fact, I'm not even sure they're the best team in their division. Uh, They're plus 500. The Green Bay Packers, similar situation. I'm not even sure the Green Bay Packers are the best team in their division. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to win this division, and I bet that. The Kansas City Chiefs, I think, are still dangerous, and I think we can't. I think people might be... Assuming that somehow the Chiefs are like you know that the run is done, they're going to be dangerous. Mahomes going to have a chip on his shoulder. Here, here's the criticism, and yeah, Tyreek Hill is great, but they're going to find other fast dudes to plug the hole. The Los Angeles Rams are nine to one. I don't think I think the Rams similar situation. I'm not sure the Rams are the best team in their division. I think San Francisco are going to win that division. The Dallas Cowboys aren't the best team in their division. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to win. See, like the numbers to me. Like, who's the competition to Buffalo to have, in my opinion? I think Baltimore. Listen, I'm gonna tell you what right now. I'm gonna have a piece of Baltimore to win the Super Bowl at 20 to 1. I think people are sleeping on Lamar Jackson. I think the criticism is unwarranted, unjustified. Harbaugh's a great coach. They're gonna have a massive chip on their shoulder, the size of a uh of a Baltimore crab cake. Um, like it's a manageable division that they're in put it this way i'm a buffalo bills fan and when i look at these teams like oh this team and that team is scary and dangerous to me it's like you know who's dangerous baltimore that's who's dangerous baltimore jeff feinberg steps up but in the late night anger man's class
2: continues bring it
1: Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
5: The late-night anger man class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Marenzi, SiriusXM XM Channel 159. We're throwing it down on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The 50,000-watt juggernaut. lot of stuff to unpack with Jeff Feinberg. It's been too long. He's been busy um, tweeting, talking and um, watching golf and uh, breaking down the live feud uh, that's that's going on uh, right now. But it's countdown to kickoff, and the good news has already started, hasn't it, uh, for the Los Angeles uh, Chargers as uh, cornerback J.C. Jackson undergoes ankle surgery and will be out two to four weeks' time. How you doing, Jeff?
4: Oh, Gabe, I was like two or three days from getting really excited about, like, making it really deep into camp without any sort of situation, but now this JC Jackson injury has popped up. Josh Palmer from Brampton, Ontario, was making clear paths to YR3. He's in concussion protocol, and if you want to know my biggest concern, It's that Isaiah Spiller hasn't really shown himself in camp, and now he's hurt, and the tragedy that was backup running back last year for the Chargers, Gabe, with Josh Kelly, Josh Jackson, Larry Roundtree, we had really hoped, we, I'll say that out here on the Mighty 1090, although I know some of you aren't, so we anymore. um, The one thing the Chargers truly are desperate for is a complimentary running back. Eckler's incredible but I think he even wants the team desperately to have found a complimentary back for him. He's a little guy. He's a smaller guy. The season is long. The aspirations are big. They're desperate for that. That hasn't shown up. So a day ago, I would have been real positive, but I don't know. This is a real
5: negative day in charger orbit. I got to be perfectly honest, Gabe. I had my reservations about this team. Now, listen, you and I have known each other a long time. And Feinberg is a lifelong Charger fan, loves them. As his Twitter uh, page says, he loves Phillip Rivers more than you love your mother. With that being uh, stated, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, and we've always talked about the similarities, right? And, you know, maybe the Bills are a couple of steps ahead, but the Chargers get that hype, and they're getting that hype uh, once again uh, right now. So this isn't, you know, Jackson, I guess you could say, well, at least it happened right now. But my concern, Jeff, coming into this Actually, when you look at a wide receiver position, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, yes, on paper, in a perfect world, they can light it up and be very effective, but the depth is pretty thin. You just talked about uh, Palmer, and you talked about the depth at the the running back position. I'll give Spiller the benefit of the doubt, but I wonder about the wide receiver depth as well once the season gets started because it does seem – I don't know if it's right, why it is, but let's just be real. The Chargers are one of these organizations that always have injury problems.
4: They, they seemingly do, uh, and it's more so to their really good players, Gabe, despite Philip Rivers never missing a yeah, game. Yeah, you're right,
5: the Bosas, the Allens, you're right, Derwin, the big time guys. Like, yeah, Derwin James, yeah. Th-
4: th- th- you know, and this is a team that's honestly lacked a lot of depth. Uh, my concern isn't at, at the receiver position. It is something they really paid no attention to in the offseason in what was a deep receiver draft. They like Palmer, they like Guyton, they like uh, there's a guy, Beattie, Uh, in camp, and truth be told, Justin Herbert's that guy, feels like he's just going to make receivers good, like the really good quarterbacks do. Now, we know in this modern game you need as many good ones as you can. The Jackson injury is concerning. You mentioned it's short. You mentioned it's nothing evasive. But the timing of it is so bad because you look at that schedule and they start with the Raiders. They go into Kansas City. If they didn't have those two games to start – you know, like their weeks three and four, I think, are Jacksonville and you know, maybe the Browns without without Watson. Like maybe you wouldn't be so concerned, but we need that secondary. The Chargers will versus what the Raiders have, versus what the Chiefs have. So it's almost as the horrible scheduling spot that this Jackson injury in the secondary does represent. A lot of love out for the Raiders. Uh, if the Chargers lose week one, I'll probably be the guy who doesn't really love the value on them in a lot of the future markets, even as a fan. If they lose week one and they almost do uh, like jump up two and a half full points or something because the raiders get that win i could jump in week one but i'm desperate that they need to win
5: that week one game i'll be perfectly honest that's why i want to roll the dice on the raiders at seven to one to win the division with the belief that you know what they steal that first game of the year suddenly this it flips and it flips, suddenly yeah, they're plus flips. 350 right they're plus 300 yeah. And then maybe there's value with the Chargers because you know this thing's going to be a roller coaster, and you are right about the schedule: Raiders at Chargers, Chargers at Chiefs, Jags at Chargers, Chargers at Texans, Chargers at Browns. Yeah, so so very manageable those first two games. So let me ask you: you live with a split here, right? You take the split and you move on. Oh, you see that? You see that schedule? You live with the split. Then they even got the see
4: the schedule sets up early, which is why if they get the split. The future numbers on them uh might not seem so bad because it does yeah, seem yeah. like they could run off some wins as long as they don't get really behind, behind the eight ball. But you know, the, the likely a lot of years, the roster is is stacked. I don't want to say stacked, but it's a very strong roster gabe. And they put a lot into the, the defense. A lot has been made of the flashiest like JC Jackson, Khalil Mack. They're getting a lot of attention. But there's about 6 7 brand new guys on defense. They went all out from a starters to a depth situation on the on the D line even in the secondary. they really tried to fu- even solidify a depth behind the the flashy names that they never had before and hopefully that works out cuz if the offense is good, the defense just needs to
5: almost be in the top half of the league for the Chargers to be serious. What did you do as far as the season win total is concerned? You know, there's there's flat tens out there. There's nine and a halfs with the juice. So there's different ways of approaching it. I could live with the over nine and a half. Um, what, how did you how did you approach this as far as the the win total is concerned? I played the ten instantly. Uh, it was like ten minus one
4: seventeen. I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm confident. I think the schedule sets up. I'm bound to be disappointed. I make the bet thinking, oh, it's a pretty big bet. I'm gonna make it, and then maybe I'll be less inclined to, you know, bet them weekly, but we know that's not yeah, how and then it you works end up kid. doing it. That's what oh, yeah. oh, no, <laughs> I don't have the will. I already know I don't have the willpower to turn them down. but yeah, I, I, I like the number. Uh, you know, a month and a half ago I was a lot more confident than I think I am today. Because as a Charger fan, you just sort of you get worried that the expectations, yeah, you know, you're just pending doom. That's you know it's the way I, I put it. But hopefully, like your Bills and like the Bengals, there is a road here where it can be a breakthrough time for us
5: former have-nots. Um, you know, hopefully. Well, you look at you look at the divisional odds uh, here. Kansas City is still the team to beat. Is this the year? Are uh, the Chiefs? How much do you think the Chiefs take a step back this year because they lost Tyreek Hill? I think Mahomes is too talented. I think
4: Andy Reid is too smart. Maybe they'll be a little less explosive, Gabe. And it's silly to say that. You know, I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but maybe their ability to like go down the field in an instant might be hindered a bit. But I think they, I don't expect them to lose much I like the trade they made I love some of the draft picks that they got the Skymore the Karloftis uh, I think they did a really good job and if this team's great again for the next four years we're probably going to look at that trade as the thing that set up this second tier of Chiefs Kingdom Mahomes era as an AFC West fan I'm not ready to dethrone them I think there's almost people take it like undervaluing them there's Mahomes' slander out there. I don't buy any of it. Now, this is a guy that's, like, just gotten his ass, just gotten taken to the house, the woodshed by Mahomes, so I'm sore, like Bill's fans via Brady. you almost have this
5: until well, I you, see it. You said it. You're right, but you said it. Like, great quarterbacks make others better, and, and, and they make the players around them better, and Mahomes is a great quarterback. I think they need to tweak a couple of things. That, you know what I mean, that people broke the, the, the game tape down, but I'm with you. I think there's a little bit of an overreaction as far as the fact, oh, Kill uh isn't there. Wide receivers
2: are replaceable. More with Jeff Feinberg on the other side. The late night anger management
5: class continues.
1: Bring it in Reese, you did it! You stumped this charming devil. The twisted Tuesday continues. This is
5: Portridge. We're kicking it old school. Former uh, colleague and partner in crime. We often have the Big E, Eric Cohen, on uh, as well. But I got to tell you, man, for a married man with a bunch of kids, Cohen's traveling a lot, man. Dude was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. He wasn't on last week's Sorry, game. I'm at the Yankee game in New York. What the hell's going on with Cohen, man? The guy's traveling all over the place.
4: Cohen, listen, do it, do it up. He always got himself to New York for for Jay's Yankees late in the summer. That's like a Cohen. Tradition Going back since I've known him. So happy to see he's doing well and still enjoying his vacation.
5: Yeah, he hasn't given up his old habits, at least, uh, you know, some some of them. Uh, at least some of them. All right, so Jeff Feinberg, kicking with us. I want to, you know, get some of your best bets and see what you played as far as NFL futures are concerned. But a market that intrigues me, uh, actually, Jeff, is the, uh, the coach of the year. It's not something that I bet on a lot over the years, but just looking at the odds, bro, it's a lot like golf betting right i mean you can take multiple coaches and still make money when the first guy up is is brandon staley at 14 to 1 and i don't really understand this he's your guy so i wanted to ask you is he going to ease up a little bit has he been asked about this i believe he said he's not changing anything he is who he is right but what's your feeling on this what have you heard you follow this team so closely what about staley and his approach this year And am I alone in finding it kind of strange that he's the favorite to be coach of the year when you got an MVP candidate as well, like in Justin Herbert, very weird market, very weird. Maybe the weirdest we ever see
4: gay, because don't even remember. Freddie kitchens was the favorite for this market. The year he was a rookie head coach, always a strange market. It's always that variable of, are they going to give it to the coach with the team that does the absolute best? You give it to the coach that sort of feel like got to the playoffs with the least, uh, And I think if the Chargers are truly going to be great, your safer prop is probably the Herbert MVP than the Staley coach of the year, especially because people have such high expectations for the Chargers. What do they actually have to do for him to get that award? The division is ultra competitive. Um, That being said, I'll start off by saying this i i'm i've become a staley truther fourth and staley it's now the brand of the team it's way too aggressive for my mindset a coach that like grew up with bobby ross marty schottenheimer like conservative guy so i like freak out inside,
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: gabe um but i do and, and if they don't get it done this year as much as i love staley and i don't mean win the super bowl But if you burn. Is he on the clock? Is the Sean Payton train going to roll into Los Angeles? If you burn years two and three of Justin Herbert, it's almost like you have to walk the plank. Like you just, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. Um, So I hope that's not the case. What I do hope is the case, Gabe. Now hear me out. Well, he says we're going to stay the same, and it's mindset and it's math. And I agree they'll be aggressive. I don't think they'll be on the bottom half of the league and going for it. But. When you have a defense last year that was given up over like four and a half yards of carry, uh, the worst third down defense, the points per game, we had the second worst punter in the freaking league. Former BC Lion, Ty Long, couldn't even kick a ball. (laughs) So if you're Staley and you're like, my punter sucks, my defense sucks, I don't know, I have Justin Herbert. I, I'm Maybe that contributed to
5: some of the late, the super late season. With the, a more capable and healthier defense, he might not be as aggressive.
4: Yeah, you might take the points, you play
5: situations. If
4: the defense isn't a sieve they, and healthy, they get the ball back. You put it back in Justin's hands. So I'm not saying we're going to be in the bottom third, the bottom half of the league. We'll probably still be in top 10, but in going for it and fourth down. But the super craziness, you like to think with a... Defensive trust and a new situation at punter, literally second worst in the league. Maybe the option of giving Justin Herbert the ball in his mind was the only scenario. So I'm hoping that that is the case. We will find out probably very quickly into that week one game.
5: Odds checker, Jeff Feinberg, Mayo Media and more. Shout out to our boy, Pat Mayo another former colleague and partner in crime of ours. As far as the coaching market is concerned, the guys that catch my eye, I don't really understand this market either. So Staley's the favorite at 14 to one, along with Brian Dable. Like, really? Like, does anybody, like, come on, bro. Dable's not going to win enough football games this year to be coach of the year there. The Giants aren't going to win enough games. Doug Peterson at 16 to one, Jeff's not going to win enough games. The next guy I do buy into, Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota at 16 to one. Mike McDaniel, Miami 20 to 1. And I'll tell you what, isn't Nick Sariani the type of guy that the media would vote for if the Eagles like rattle off a nice 11 and 6 type of season this year?
4: You're absolutely right on all of those. I I am sort of buying into the Vikings and they yeah. love rookie head coaches and there's so many pieces there, and I could see them being
5: such a fun offense. And they with, like offensive guys, the yeah, media, too, yeah, right? Oh, Carl, like, and coming from L.A., he's a McVay guy. Yeah, and then conversely, you got McDaniel that's a football they just, hipster, right? They're, yeah, they're going to like him.
4: <laughs> and you just turn that boring mike zimmer team into a fun indoor team exactly with and I, I you know jefferson who we all know is going to be dominant and feeling like so i really like that one especially if you believe there's a road or a regression in in green bay um i'm staring at the kyle shanahan one gay, because for all the hype of trey lance for mvp which is like somewhat crazy when you consider he's only taken like 350 snaps in the last five, four years, what have you. But let's say they truly are really good again. Who's going to get the credit? The guy that keeps the great team that's going to go to the Super Bowl with two different quarterbacks. Yeah, they'll say Shanahan's a genius. The media already likes him. Yeah, the media already likes him. So if Trey Lance is what people think, he doesn't have to be MVP. But if Shanahan just keeps that train rolling – status quo with this guy who's so inexperienced, they're gonna give Shanahan, and maybe deservedly so, so much of the credit. I'd rather, you know, it's crazy. The Trey Lance MVP stuff is is kind of wild to me, but I believe the ceiling and explosiveness. But I think Shannon
5: coach of the year, could be sneaky. I like the boldness. I like the boldness of it. And for the record, I do believe that San Francisco can win this division, Jeff. I think they're right there with the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams are gonna take a step back. So uh, I think throw my division wins, uh, my my picks and my futures, and I'm playing them all, especially in the NFC. There's all plus money everywhere. So I'm getting uh plus one seventy-five uh with uh with the Niners, plus two forty, plus two fifty with the Vikings. I think the New Orleans Saints are in play at plus three hundred yep. uh in the South, and I love the Philadelphia Eagles, bro, at plus one seventy, man, to win the east. A lot of uh a lot of interesting ones. The Vikings would
4: probably be my favorite, the one I'm most in agreement you with. Vulnerable you. and ready to be knocked yeah, off. Yeah, and here. I like the 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 Saint one. And I've been staring at Gabe. You maybe it's crazy, and maybe I'm buying into the hyperbole. But I don't think there's going to be a middle ground in Tampa this year. I yeah. believe they're going to be great and like contend for a Super Bowl. Or I think the schedule at the start is really hard. It's um, it's a really hard schedule. It's viciously Dallas, tough, yeah. Green Bay, like, if it goes wrong, I could just see them, you know, it's a very veteran
5: team. And that's why of- I like the Saints, Jeff, at plus 300. You look at the Saints schedule in the first four or five weeks, they really could be four in one type of deal and the Bucs could really stumble out of the gate and it'll switch, turn the odds around big time.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm, and if the Bucs are great, I wouldn't be surprised either, but the Vikings are the team that I feel like I am ready to buy, buy the most, uh, all of it. Kirk Cousins might be a
5: fantasy animal this year under Kevin O'Connell. I gave a prop last night, actually. I did a uh, one of those Twitter spaces for BetMGM. And um, you know Kirk Cousins, Jeff? He's been with the Vikings four years. He's thrown the fifth most touchdown passes in the NFL in those four years. People wouldn't think of that, uh, and not to mention you mentioned man, he had a dinosaur and Fred Flintstone and Zimmer as as the head coach. They were so predictable and bland, bro. First down, running the ball. Second down, running the ball. Um, so I think you know what. He's also gone over his touchdown prop. It's 31 and a half. He's gone over that in the three of the four years. I I agree with you. So listen, we got about two minutes left uh, here. What's a couple of your favorite future bets that you put in? Win totals, division wins, or whatnot? What do you got for us? Uh, so I have played um, the Vikings. I've played the
4: Vikings in the division. I've played Justin Jefferson, twenty-four to one to win Offensive Player of the Year. Gabe, I've got uh, nice Herbert. Her- yeah, Herbert, ten to one to win MVP, and I'm ready to do it. Patriots under, under, under eight and a half. Uh, You know, all the respect in the world to Bilicek, but just a lot of weird things have happened there. Now the coaching staff is like him, Patricia, Judge, and his son. I think it's time. I, I don't know. I think Mac may have overachieved a bit last season. I don't see it. And they've proved us all wrong a ton, but I'm ready to actually put money on being proven wrong this time in New England
5: under the eight and a half. I like where you're going with that. I like the Dolphins to beat him in week one. Doesn't it feel like Belichick's letting his ego get to him a little bit much by thinking he can just do it with anybody? I mean, with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, those guys would be lucky to be water boys with the Patriots, let alone. And now he's already saying, well, I'm going to have the final say. It's not like you're an offensive guru either, bro. You know what I mean? I think this is, this is ego type of taking over.
4: Yeah, a lot. They really – it's silly to say it doesn't seem like they've adapted much, but, well – everyone is zigging he i guess is zagging and
5: hey losing he mcdaniels should- for mac jones could be massive bro mcdaniels is just so good at guiding a quarterback
4: yeah and we'll see and now he's got patricia calling his place so we will we will see i'm not again patriots to the under finally ready to see the rug pulled
5: out there gabe jeff feinberg all right jeff before we get you out of here about 30 seconds any golf picks for us on the way out here anything catch your eye you like anybody uh it's a really weird week
4: you know with the with the starting strokes and what have you and now Will Zalatoris has uh has pulled out I bet Rory 13 to 1 gabe with the starting strokes uh, I know it's drops and some withdraws he loves East Lake uh you got know, I bet on a guy who I think can charge it's a real it's a micro bet for me golf season's over this this events I don't like it 30 guys no cut
5: Starting positions. Uh, No, 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 no. I don't like that. Jeff Feinberg's ready for kickoff. He's not playing around. Awesome stuff, Jeff. It was great catching up with you. Thanks a lot for taking time to be with us.
2: All the best Gabe. anytime. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: I can't believe we're on the Canadian Olympic basketball team. Yep, it's just that easy.
2: (laughs) Wow, that was close. You can be the center.
5: Oh, yeah. Late night anger management class continues, as does the countdown to kickoff. Fun stuff with uh, Jeff Feinberg. Tomorrow night, the Wicked Wednesday is always a good time. With a Reddick, Cam Stewart, Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. Steve Merrill will uh, rejoin the rotation uh, tomorrow night. Normally, Steve joins us on Tuesdays, but he was traveling. Uh, tonight, McKinnis will rejoin us next week. It's been a lot of shuffling around, shuffling the deck, but it's all good. We've got a lot of new guests uh, coming on. The Indian Cowboy will rejoin us later in the week as well. Uh, we'll talk some football with the Indian Cowboy. I Look forward to his picks, sharp guy. So, I am Gabriel Marantz. Shout out wherever you may be joining us at right now. I'm going to share some of the picks that I put in here with you. And listen, I'd like to put more on these things. But we're going to have a lot of futures when it's all said and done. So, you know, they add up, right? I thought, you know, now we're adding the player props, the college, the win totals. One thing I wanted to say here is I'm a bigger fan. I'm a bigger fan of, like, getting the Philadelphia Eagles to win a division at plus 170 or plus 180 than I am on the win total. Right, similar situation with the Houston Cougars. Listen, the Houston Cougars win total is eight and a half. It's like minus one fifty to the over. I think the Houston Cougars are gonna win the conference. And you can get plus two fifty. So it's like, you know, what I mean, if I'm if you're if you're investing in something, you wanna get plus money back, right? As much as you possibly can. Oftentimes when you heard me talk about my future plays, I'll I'll do them in parlays, which you know what I will do before the season starts. In fact, I should start doing it. I'm glad that I bring this up right now. So, basically, if you like a regular season win, like a good example is I did it with, like, the NFL draft and, like, baseball. I was like, you know what? I don't think there's going to be three and a half quarterbacks taken over four. I don't think there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the first round. So, let me parlay it with the Seattle Mariners uh, over, you know, win total. Right? And then I turned it into, like, a plus 350, a plus 400 type of deal. I like to sort of you know, bump it up a little bit and try to get plus money if we can. This, this one, I'm going to put more on here. I don't want to get crazy because Feinberg said something that was interesting. Because I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, so I'm not sure the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. All right, I hope they win the Super Bowl. I didn't think they were last year. I think they can this year. I think they have as good of a chance as anybody. But I also think there's other teams that have a good chance as well. Right, But, I, you know, I do think the Bills can win the Super Bowl this year. But um, I'm betting them to have the best regular season record at plus 450. And like Feinberg said something, it's sort of like the Dodgers. Like I bet, I bet $2,500 on the Dodgers win total this year. It's like, well, I won't have to bet on them because I know I'm getting $5,000 back if they win 97 games. No, you still end up betting on them all the time, right? So I was just thinking, I'm like, well, if I put more on the Bills at plus 450, maybe I won't, like, force bets during the season and have to lay all these points and stuff, which is a good point because the Buffalo Bills are going to be favored in every damn game they play in this year. Look, they're favored against the Super Bowl champions on the road, so it says it all. Like, the Bills will be favored in every game they play in. So, in other words, when they play at home, they're going to be like ten and a half, twelve 12-point favorites all the time. They're going to be big favorites. So, this is a good way to sort of avoid having to deal with that stuff. So, for the record, I'm, I'm very big on on just getting it to 1,000, right? Nice even numbers. So, you have something to attain. Like, you're going, okay, well, you know what? If that bet wins, I win $1,000. It's like, okay, you know, I get $1,000. So, this is what we just went on a little spending spree here, a little shopping spree. So, we took the Buffalo Bills to have the best regular season record. $182 to win $1,000. To return $1,000. So, it's like, all right, to get $1,000 back, how much did that cost? $182. Now, to be honest with you, I'm going to do this one again, except I want to get it to $2,500. So, I'll have to go another $182 and then, what, uh, $91. So, uh, 2 What's that, 271, 272? So i got to put another 272 on this. I'll just do it right now. We put our money where our mouths are. But there's so many of these plays, I've got to start getting them in. It can't be a flood of like, oh, my God, i got to get these 37 bets in. All right, so let's do this one again here. Buffalo Bills have the best regular season record. And another thing is, too, it's like the Super Bowl. It's always hard to find this stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, where is it? All right, this one is under season specials. Um best regular season record, Buffalo Bills. So I want to get 1500 on this now. I want to get back 1500 on return. So what is this going to cost? Like I said, I think it's about 271. 271. Close. 273. Yeah, $273. Okay, I already put 182 so suddenly $2,182. Three, three, yeah, we're getting up to four, let's put some real money here, yeah, 450 basically, for the Bills. But you know what, I like it, and now we're in. See, now, you know what I mean, the Bills have the best regular season record. I got something to work with here. I'm getting $2,500 back. And I'd put in less than five hundred. That's investing. That's good, like stock. You know what I mean? I, I didn't. You know what I mean? I didn't put twelve fifty to win twenty five. No, I just put. You know. Now they have to have the best record in the league, but they legitimately can. All right, so we're in on that. All right, so this is what else we played today. Minnesota Vikings to win the division. Two hundred and sixty-seven dollars pays a thousand and one dollars. I want to get to it exactly one one thousand, but it's annoying on your phone, so I just lived with it. I'm almost obsessive compulsive like that. I'm like, I don't want one thousand and one. I want it one thousand. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, two hundred and sixty-seven dollars um, gets you one thousand dollars back on the Minnesota Vikings to win the division. We played the Houston Cougars to win the conference. $285 to to win 1,000 so imagine if we win multiples of these it's like oh, okay I got 2,000 back I put 500 in right it's like as opposed I'm not betting even money here right we're getting nice plus money returns it's not bad like it, you know when you get a plus 250 like I said it doesn't take much to get it to a dime so like the Houston Cougars are plus 250 to win the American Athletic Conference they have all basically everybody is returning. They're locked. They're loaded, and they don't play their, the the two best teams in the conference. They basically have to beat Memphis on the road. But, like you know what I mean? Like that's that's essentially their what's their tough game? Well, they go to Memphis once. All right. Like if that's the toughest deal I got to worry about, I'll I'll deal with it. Like I said, they don't play they don't play Cincinnati and they don't play Central Florida. So, there's no reason why they don't win 11. Listen, the win total is 8.5. you got to lay juice to do it. But, I actually, you know, listen, I think Cincinnati are going to take a step back. And I don't think UCF are as good as people are hyping them up to be. So, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. All right, we, we have to bet more on the Eagles, plus 377 to get 1,000 on the Eagles to win the division. We also bet on the Eagles' win total as well, over 9.5. This one, this one I will admit I did after a couple of drinks. I put $1,539 on the Dodgers to win the National League. And then it was announced that Walker Buehler was out for the rest like literally hours later or something. Um, all right. I got, I got a dime on the Bears under. We got the, the Bears under 6.5. The Dolphins over 8.5. The Browns under 9.5. So, so far these are our football futures. Browns under nine and a half. Now it's eight and a half. I still think it goes under the eight and a half, but we got it at nine and a half. When uh, it was the day that Sean Watson was announced that it was a six-game suspension, The books uh, released it and we bet it right away. I said, no way they get to 10. So we got in on that. We got in on the Bears under six and a half. The Dolphins over eight and a half. Eagles to win the division. Houston Cougars to win their conference. The New Orleans Saints. To win the division, that was two hundred. This is two hundred and twenty-two dollars and twenty-five cents. Two hundred and twenty-two dollars and twenty-five cents gets you one thousand dollars and twelve cents if the Saints win the division. It's not a bad payday right there. Not a bad little payday right there, right? Uh, Minnesota Vikings two hundred and sixty-seven dollars to win a thousand dollars to win a division. Buffalo Bills one hundred and eighty-two dollars to win $1,000 that they'll have the best regular season record, but I went a little bigger on this one. We just put another 273, so what's that, uh, 455, so $455 on the Buffalo Bills to have the best record returns you $2,500. As I stated, you don't have to worry about the, it's not the playoffs, it's just the regular season record. I think they're going to start the season off with a win against the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Now, we've got, we've got college football. We've been very NFL heavy. We've got to get b- back into the college. And I'll share some of the college. We went over the player props last night with the Zach Ertz and the Jefferson and the Kirk Cousins stuff. Feinberg's a smart guy. He totally agrees uh with the Viking uh offensive fantasy and, and DFS and player prop love. But as far as as far as um let's get into our um college football win totals. We threw them out there before we have sort of all right, you know what I mean, we've there, we, we had a pack of them, and we're like, all right, which ones can we really stand by? And like, yeah,'re we're not, we're not turning back. The Houston Cougars over eight and a half. The Utah Utes over eight and a half. Mississippi rebels over seven and a half. The Louisville Cardinal. You know what it was? I had LSU on the list. I had LSU over six and a half. I still think it's light, but I don't even like Brian Kelly. And secondly, I don't like the fact that Miles Brennan just quit. Jaden Daniels is erratic. He was erratic in the Pac-12, and he took a step back. So, you know, this is a big step up in class. So, you know, I'm not in love with the LSU pick anyway. I can't say, you know, it's like out of all these futures, I'm like, yeah, I think there's better ones than that. So, I I had LSU on the list. So, Houston over 8.5, Utah over 8.5, Mississippi over 7.5. Mississippi's schedule, guys, is very cupcake-ish. And they're generally, they're basically going to be favorites in like their first seven games, Mississippi. Now, it gets hard after that. So, they're going to have to steal a win against a good team. But I think this is like a 9-10 win team uh, that uh, the Mississippi has. The Louisville Cardinal. People sleeping on the ville. People sleeping on the ville. I like this play a lot, over five and a half. Malik Cunningham is back again. This kid's been there forever. He's got a slew of weapons and talent around him to work with. They're very experienced. Um, they lost a million close games over the last couple of years. The ville is ready to explode. Uh, You know what? Some people think they're going to be competing for the the, the conference. I'm not going to go that far, but they're going to be going bowling. I think Louisville is probably a seven-win team, and their win total is five and a half. I think Arizona State are set to implode. I don't understand the six and a half. I don't think they get to seven. Georgia Tech is not getting to four. And the Kansas Jayhawks are going over
2: two and a half. Bring it.
1: Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
5: I'm dead, but I'm not. Late night anger management class. Thanks to all of our guests tonight. P.E. Annapolis, talk basketball. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. It's amazing. It felt like, really? Man, like, this just flew by tonight. Yeah, Pete joined us in level one. Uh, Patrick Creighton from uh, ESPN Houston, 97.5, kicked it with us. Jeff Feinberg, odds checker in the house. So we've been sharing all of our future plays uh, with you. Listen, this is why, you know what, this is what we're here for, right? And then when the season starts, I don't want to hear, wow, you didn't talk about that, see, Yeah, I did. You didn't pay attention. So, it's my, my conscience will be clear, right? Like, after, as I repeat these things, I'm like, all right, this is what we put in, this is what we're playing. Um, we do have to start going conference by conference. The Houston Cougars and the college football team I like the most. I think they're a big dark horse. They're a big sleeper this year. I think they could be this year Cincinnati. Um, I don't know if they make the playoffs, but um, I don't think they're Like, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, Houston, but they could play in, like, a New Year's Six bowl game, like, type deal. That they could be a twelve and one caliber type of football team. I think the Cougars have a big year coming. Looking at the Big Twelve is interesting. People think the sky is falling on Oklahoma. I disagree. They're plus one ninety. Um, there was something actually I wanted to get into. This man, we'll, we'll hit this more throughout the week. But um, you know the Texas Longhorns. The last twelve seasons, the Texas Longhorns are one and eleven with their season win total. That's amazing, isn't it? One and 11. So, basically, like, you bet the under with Texas. Every year, oh, Texas, Texas, Texas. Oklahoma State are okay. They're good, but I don't, you know, and Baylor, listen, people could be sleeping on Baylor again. Baylor at plus 550, but you get in Oklahoma at plus 190. You can't get in trouble playing futures at plus money, people. Right? As, you know, you play five futures at plus 190, plus 250, etc. You go two and three, you make money. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.
3: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh-